Welcome to Cambridge Stronger, where culture counts and values matter most. I'm your host, Amy Weber, and joining us today is the Assistant Vice President of Jordan Creek Financial Solutions, Cody Phelps. Thanks for joining me, Cody. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Really looking forward to having our audience uh, get to hear your story. Um, I only know the latest part of it. I think you've been a part of our Cambridge family now for almost three years. Um, so I'd love to learn along with our audience. What is your story? How did you get started in this business? And how did you get to where you are today? Yeah, no, thank you. Again, it's been an interesting story and, and one that's filled with a lot of opportunities and challenges. Uh, I like to think that my journey was lined with a lot of failures of getting to where I am today, but with those failures, um, meeting the right people that gives you the opportunity to kind of progress and move forward. Um, I got into the business straight out of college, loved what I was learning about investing, how to grow wealth, create value, wanted to be an analyst and you know dive into that whole industry. So I got a job um, direct with a mutual fund family and had to start at the ground floor. So started on a, on a call center, you know, taking calls from across the nation from different individuals that have a vast wealth to just getting started and answering questions and kind of diving into it from there. Progressed several steps along the line of becoming a financial professional directly myself through a unique door knocking industry um, and company that said that that's how the best way to go about it. So I learned very quickly that while there's a lot of opportunity in this industry, there's not always a right way to do things and an only way to do things. Um, so I've been able to kind of progress through the industry doing a lot of different things from, you know, being a call center to being a financial advisor and financial professional, you know, then moving back to a home office uh, and back office experience, um, trading fixed income, building municipal bond portfolios. Um, and then where our story kind of starts with Cambridge was we were a broker dealer beforehand. I had progressed all the way up through there, starting as a trader, moving to a relationship manager for financial institutions, to then a vice president of business development, running an RIA and recruiting. Uh, from there, I've learned vast amounts of different things, but all those steps were kind of put in front of me because someone saw an opportunity and saw some value. Being a younger individual as part of this industry, it takes a lot of time and a lot of mistakes, a lot of steps, but you know, every time someone sees a little bit of value and says, hey, there's still something here, let's keep progressing, let's keep learning. And uh, you know, we, we've moved forward and now run a, a full-fledged enterprise with Cambridge after the last three years working directly with financial professionals as their advocate and uh, you know, helping them grow and navigate this ever-changing industry. It sure is. Um, thank you for the candidness about making mistakes. I think nobody likes to make mistakes, and sometimes our industry almost feels to potential new entrants that uh, there's too much opportunity for mistakes uh, and that, I don't know, maybe we just, those that survive make it look too easy. And we don't talk enough about the, you know, those moments in time where maybe our confidence is shaken a bit and we have to pick ourselves up and brush ourselves off and move forward. So I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, it's, I mean, I got started right before the 08 downfall. And, um, 
when you get started in that position and all of a sudden the, the company you're with decides that we're not hiring, we're letting people off, you have to learn to kind of grow and that if you make that mistake, you make it once and you move forward and you find ways to overcome those challenges and turn them into opportunities. So, you know, I, I've moved across different places and every time they said, hey, let's, let's keep growing, let's keep learning. But, uh, you know, learn from the mistakes that we've made in the past and, and build off of them. Uh, so it, I think that that's an important step, especially for, you know, people getting into this industry is to understand that it's, you know, it's not always successes, especially as a financial professional, you're going to get no's. It's how do you overcome them? How do you overcome those challenges? How do you overcome a, a market and an industry that changes tomorrow? You know, you have to be able to overcome and to build off of those challenges and those mistakes so you can build a, you know, growing independent practice. Absolutely. Um, you mentioned door knocking. I have to admit, I'm glad those days are mostly over and you probably, you know, could even potentially get arrested if you were still wandering around knocking on people's doors. But I think that's okay. That's a part of this business that needed to go away. Yeah, it, it's a learning experience. I mean, you, you, you learn to, to build relationships. I think that's what is important. And uh, to this day, I still have some of those relationships that we got, but it's, um, it's one way to do things. Uh, I'm very happy. I don't have to keep doing that. But, uh, you know, that goes back to the old cold calling days, you know, knocking on doors. It's a challenge that this industry has to overcome of how we can get people into the industry and growing and building these relationships without putting them through this, you know, ringer that, you know, turns people over. Um, so I'm, I'm very excited about the whole building relationships and financial planning, the way this industry is moving that gets rid of that cold calling churning aspect of things and just focuses on the relationships that really matter. So um, while it was learning experience and taught us a lot, uh, yes, it's, uh, it's one way to do things. And I'm very happy that that's not the way we have to. Absolutely. So you're running and building a successful enterprise. You're not doing it alone. Tell our listeners a little bit about the talent you surround yourself with from a internal team perspective and how you make that work. Yeah, I'm surrounded by uh, six individuals. And I like to say our combined experience is well over 100 years in this industry. And um, I want to surround myself with people that know more than I do so I can learn. So we have a vast and diverse group of individuals, some of us coming from uh, being a financial advisor background to an insurance background to a compliance background to an operations background. And the way we look at it is we need every single piece of that to, to be a part of our group. So that way we can, you know, tackle the challenges and questions we get every day. Um, so the individuals we have are, are passionate because of the changing atmosphere that we go through. They have to have a passion to come in and learn something new. Uh, so they may have a specialty that we have and we really focus on, but we come in and we tackle a new question, learn something new every single day. So the, the team we put around us is someone that specializes, but wants to learn something new tomorrow and has a passion for helping people that, you know, is above all else. Um, you have to be ready to tackle a new challenge, but do so with a smile and, you know, a desire that. To, to help people, to really make a difference in their life. Um, and I like to think that we're gonna do that for our clients, but also for each other. We wanna make that difference for each other so that way we have a very fulfilling you know, work environment, but also one that's learning and growing every single day. And, and the individuals that I have around me are, are top notch, far beyond myself. 
And uh, we're not building this successful enterprise like we are without those individuals that come in and work until the job is done and not looking at just the clock. They're looking at, hey, can I come in and take you know, some help and make a call on a Saturday? Whatever it takes, because we have a passion for it and we wanna make sure we, and, you know, we build a successful practice for our clients rather than just ourselves. It's, uh, it's an ever-growing thing and ever-changing. So it's, it's a passion for excellence, service, and education and learning. And the, the individuals we have surrounding us in our ground and branch is just amazing. I couldn't ask for more, but yet they keep keep delivering every single day. Great uh, definition of stronger together, I think, and probably more important the last 18 months, or we knew it was important to begin with, but you really do learn to appreciate the people around you. So thank you for sharing that. Let's pivot a little bit. Tell me what independence means to you. What are the biggest benefits you've, you've seen and, and uh, been a part of other segments of financial services? So what are those benefits of being truly independent? What does that mean to you? Freedom and flexibility. Um, independence is a word, it, it gets thrown around a whole lot, but really what it means, and unfortunately, we are fortunate to live in this country that is built upon independence, but that is built upon freedom and flexibility. And meaning that I'm free to choose how I wanna run my business. I'm free to decide you know, what's right for my business and my customer rather than what someone else has decided is right for them. Um, and that flexibility to move, flexibility to um, pivot and to decide something different because of the person sitting across from us is what true independence means. It's not vice versa where someone on the other side of the table behind me says, this is what needs to happen. This is where we should go. It's what's happening in front of us. It's when we sit with across from our customers and realize that this is the route we need to go because it's right for them. And taking that route, having that freedom and flexibility to pivot in that world is true independence. And, and putting the financial professional and the client first, rather than a product or a platform or a, a separate agenda that someone else has, um, you know, that's the definition of being a fiduciary and having that freedom and flexibility gives us the true independence. It's, it's vital so that way we can work through this ever-changing environment that we're in. And having that true independence frees us to do what we got into the industry to do, which was to make a difference, to add value, um, not to ourselves and the company we may work for, but for that customer so that way they can, in turn, live the life that they've been setting out to plan for the inevitable, to plan for something they have no idea will happen, to um, give them freedom and flexibility to live their life. And I think that's the most rewarding thing that we could have is being able to build a legacy for our customers, for ourselves, that how we want to, rather than how someone else has decided is the best route for us. So having that true independence is all, for me, it's all about freedom, flexibility to choose what I'm gonna do today versus someone saying, hey, this is, this is probably your best path. And it's like, I want to create my own path. And that's true independence is walking out on that path and saying, today I'm going to be a trailblazer. I've decided to do so. So as you build the enterprise, you must run into, from a recruiting perspective, some individuals who perhaps haven't had a lot of experience in the independent side of things. 
Um, are there different? Is there a different approach for you as you try to communicate with them um, about how to to make that conversion, how to transition into independence? Do you um, do you offer a different level of partnership with them? Are you coaching and training them? Talk about supporting other financial professionals across the gamut as you're out there. Yeah. So the approach we kind of take is we have a lot of options. And I always, when I talk with someone that's not used to that type of level of independence, they may say, well, I'm independent, but I'm not used to this type of level of independence. It is like going out on a rowboat into the middle of the ocean and deciding that I'm going to swim back and just jumping out. It it is a daunting task. Uh, And the way that we approach it is we are not going to restrict you. However, we're going to act like guides and we're going to act like, um, you know, I like to think of it as a golf caddy. We're going to go out there with you in the rowboat and say, don't jump off here. You might want to look on the other side and jump off over here. So that way we can help create this path for you. That's going to lead you down to this ever growing world that we call an independent financial professional. Um, and being able to act as guides rather than saying here, here's a product you should use, just do this and you'll be successful. There's too many times where everybody's building out their own independent practice, but they don't wanna jump off the boat into the, into the ocean because they're afraid that they'll you know, sink and how to do that. So what we tried to do is really step in and say, okay, we will guide you down your path and help you get to where you're trying to go and be that caddy that says, hey, I'm looking to shoot to this shot. Okay, well, here's the approach that we will look at based on our experience and how we've helped other people get there. Here's how we can go about it. And that's where we find the most success when people take that turn into true independence. Uh, They're doing so with a partner in mind. And they're doing so with someone that says, hey, what path are you on? Let's make sure we get that path for you and then help you walk it. And instead of saying, here's your path, just just take this path and you'll get there. Because eventually you're going to go, well, I'm not actually acting the way that I want to. I'm not getting that independence that I have. So we help define the path and help them understand we're going from A to Z and walking through B, C, D, and the rest of the alphabet all the way through with them. But they're defining A to Z. So it it takes a lot of work out of the get-go. But um, the way we look at it is, you're not just going to walk into our package. We're going to create something with you and for you versus ours. And that's what we find most successful. Just because when you really look at that true independence, you want to create your own path, but you want someone to walk it with you. And we, we feel very passionate that that's the route to go, that it's all about creating your path and walking with you rather than choosing someone else's. A lot of synergy there. As you probably know, we refer to it oftentimes around here as controlling the journey. So we want them to control the journey, but sometimes we need to draw the roadmap uh, and give them the opportunity to make the turns as they see fit. Exactly. And I like to think of it as you, you, buy, a, you buy a GPS versus just buying the map. You know, the GPS, you can tell it which direction you want to go and it'll tell you what, which turns to take on your path there. So we kind of act like the GPS a little bit is, you know, you're telling us where you want to go and you can, you can kind of say, no, I don't want to go that route. I want to go this route, but along the route, there'll be obstacles. There'll be left-hand, there'll be detours. How can we help you navigate the path that you're setting for yourself? All you know is you want to go A to Z. Uh, You may want to get there the fastest route. You may want to get there the scenic route. How do we help you along that path versus saying you're going to go the fast route? 
That may not work for some people. They may want to take a different path, but we're going to be looking to be that GPS to help you along the path that you've set for yourself because that's going to be the most successful route to get there is one that you've set for yourself. Definitely a big uh, part of the definition of independence that you're describing there for sure. So, Cody, how important is it to you to help your clients? And, and how do you define client? Uh, you could start with that. But how do you help them live their life's passion and find an experience of fulfilling life? So first part of that, we define a client as a financial professional that we work with. With the, the size of the branch we're looking at and the amount of service and devotion we want to give, those are our clients. We work for them, the financial professional. Uh, so we define being fulfilled as helping them reach their passion and their goal. I know, I know when I got started in the industry, I got started because I wanted to help people, you know, get to retirement and live a fulfilled life in retirement. And what I found out of the get go was I was more of a salesperson, make a sell in this. So that way you can eventually get to being a full financial planner and being a full, you know, retirement expert but make the sell first. So where we have that passion, we feel fulfilled is where we're helping our financial professionals create the passion and meet their passion of helping people retire, helping them meet their investment goals or helping them be just efficient and, and, and run a small business. So we are most fulfilled when we're able to meet that passion. And instead of having to create a, you know, sales mindset of things. It's more about why did we get into the business? It was to help people. And we're fulfilled when that happens. Do you have any advice for somebody that's thinking about getting into our business, whether that be as a financial professional or um, even in a role within an organization like yours? Like if, if so, you know, you, you meet somebody on LinkedIn today and they want to hear more about what you do and why you do it, um, and they start to get interested, what's the, what's the advice you would give them on how to pursue that? First of all, do it. We need you, please. Um, this, this question has come up recently um, several times, and I've had the fortunate uh, of running into people that are trying to get into the industry. And I, and I always tell them that this is one of the most fulfilling industries we can be in. My, my spouse is in the medical field. And, and hearing her talk about, you know, the success story she has, it's the same success that we can have in our industry. And this is, can be a legacy builder for not only yourself and your family, it could also be having an impact on more than just your family. You could be having an impact on hundreds of families that, that their lives will change as well as their kids' lives and their descendants' lives. You, you are creating a legacy beyond yourself. Um, and I know that that is a passion a lot of people. They want to make an impact. They want to do more. And in this industry, it's one of the most profound ways to do so is helping them with their finances. And so when anybody says, hey, I'm interested in getting started, I say, okay, well, there's a lot of challenges. This is a very difficult and complicated industry, but there's not much better ways to create a legacy and to really make an impact on people's lives than to help them meet their goals financially. So please consider, please come in to the industry, look at getting a CFP, some sort of planning um, designation of some kind, but devote the time to it to make connections with people, 
to have a passion to help and to educate. If you have that type of passion to educate, to help, and you realize that, you know, financially is one of the most rewarding ways we can do that, then this is the industry for you. And please come and consider it. It is not the, it's not the salesy environment that we used to be in. Uh, it is a place that we need trailblazers and helping people become secure and financially literate. It's very, very important. So anybody that's looking into it, be like, yes, please come into this industry, find ways to make an impact, devote the time and passion to it because it will reward you back. Um, but it does take time. And there are a lot of places nowadays that are very open to helping people do as much as possible. I know we're one of them. Um, we, I have a passion for making sure that we can you know, bring up and coming advisors and financial professionals into the industry and help them become successful. It's um, I didn't have that in a lot of cases. So I want to give back and give it back. Since I have now created that success and able to have that foundation, I want to give back and do so. And uh, so it, it is a passion. There's no right way to do it. There's no wrong way to do it, but it is a process, but it can be rewarding and legacy building, which is, is amazing. Thank you for that. I've never quite, I don't think, heard it articulated that way, it really struck a chord where we know to recruit uh, the younger generations, maybe the younger millennials and, and beyond that, that making an impact, right? That's a very common desire. And we know, those of us that have been doing this for any amount of time, that we're making an impact, but you just articulated it in a way that could really resonate. We should all think about how to package that into a better tagline for our industry uh, because I don't think it, the connection's not made very often. That was great. No, I, I've seen a lot of, uh, well, health sciences um, has, you know, people looking to become healthy, making an impact for helping people become healthy. I think that industry is just blown up with how many people get very, very passionate about that. And, and I look at it as that's the same thing we do is helping them become financially healthy and meeting their goals. And that could be even more impactful because it, it goes beyond just a, a single generation into the next generation as well. Uh, so, you know, creating that passion for helping people become healthy to create a new life, to, you know, expand on the life that they currently have. That's the same process that we go through. We just may not think of it that way, but that is the amount of impact that we can have on people. And it goes beyond just a single generation it could really make an impact on multiple generations forward from there. So, and that's the, the passion I think we need to bring to it, that it's not a, you know, car salesman mentality any longer. Uh, I think we get a bad rap and sometimes we, we can't even as an industry describe what we do. And, and so how do we get the next generation to come in when we don't know, you know, what do we even do? Well, uh, I don't know. I do so many things. It's, it's helping them understand what we do and why we do it that I think will bring in that next generation and really make an impact and move the industry in a direction that is more towards meeting people's goals, helping them become financially healthy. You've just done a great job. Hopefully our thousands of listeners are out there have some percentage of the individuals that are now ready to jump on board because they see the connection. So thank you. So we're gonna shift gears to my favorite, which is a little lighter. Um, it's, a, it's you sharing with us what you enjoy doing outside of work. And um, you could talk about hobbies, 
please share with us um, the family members uh, that are on your team and the background that you spend time with and uh, tell us what makes Cody tick when he's not sitting at his desk. Uh, it's all family for me. I, I have a wonderful wife and two young boys. Uh, and so every day is you know, working so I could spend more time with them. Essentially, I love spending time in sports, play a lot of golf, pickleball, which if you don't know, is a combination of, of tennis and ping pong. So it, it's all about being active, playing sports, but spending time with family. We also spend a lot of trips going to Disney, Disney World, Disneyland. I, I've married into that family. So I have, I've had to learn that that's what we do and learn very quickly that it, there's a reason for it. And I've greatly enjoyed it to where now most of my work family and people that we are with always ask, oh, when's your next trip? How's that going? Um, you know, why do you do what you do? And just sharing that experience with them. But it's all about family and, and spending time with them. I come from a larger family too. So every day it's uh, spending quality time with those around us. I also happen to believe it is one of one of the happiest places on earth. So I'm with you. That said, I cannot claim to have uh, found enough souls that agree with me. So I've only been there a couple of times, but how many times have you made the Disney trip? Uh, we average once to twice a year, every year. Um, I, I don't know how many times I've been. I stopped counting. My wife has been well over 45, 50 times just to Disney World alone. Uh, but most of the time, is that's, that's our really only vacation that we do. Um, the reason why is because one, we know quality, there's bar none when it comes to that. Um, but we also know what we're kind of getting into. And since we're so family oriented, we've taken our kids since they were six months old. Um, we know that they'll have a good time. We know we'll come back. So we know we can kind of, you know, progress around the parks differently, but it's the one place where we can go where if we come into it with a positive attitude about it, we know we're going to have a good time. So we've, we've tried to take people with us for the first time and help them have a good time. And we always realize it's, you know, you get out of it what you put into it. So if you come into it with fun and, and enjoyment, you're gonna get that out of it. The people that work there, we've ran across several people and they, they're just, they created to become the happiest place on earth because the people there are working, they're really enjoying it and they believe in that too. So you'll run across, you know, great people that just make a difference. They'll, they'll do something special for you and you know, make your day even, even greater. Um, my nephew had a uh, make a wish uh, event and he went to Walt Disney world and just the overall family being able to see them be happy was uh, amazing. And the amount of people that went out of the way just to do something special, it makes that place more importantly, the people that work there that makes the difference. That's great. Thank you for sharing. So how old are the boys? Nine and six. So getting into the um, becoming dangerous stage. <laughs> I'm crazy, driving us all crazy, running around everywhere, playing sports. Yeah, so you'll become likely uh, known, hopefully for minor things, but at the emergency room. I only had one boy, but I sure spent enough time there. Uh, athlete, athletics can create uh, trips. That's all. It's just normal. Yeah, we've already had two. <laughs> it's already both arms, broken both arms already. So <laughs> can't avoid it. So. Uh, it's okay. There, that's active. And pickleball. So I have to admit, I had no idea what pickleball was, except that maybe old people did it. 
until like a year and a half, two years ago. I understand it's like the hot thing for everyone and I might just have to figure it out sometime. When did you get started? Uh, well, so we got started in high school. It was one of those things you did in PE first time, but then um, right next to our office, they built this whole big bar grill fun zone where they had six pickleball courts and, you know, bags and different, you know, games you could play outside. And uh, they rented space in our office. Uh, so we got to know the owners and everything. And, and they invited us over and said, hey, we got pickleball. Why don't you come over and play? And there was just picking up. Uh, this was about five years ago. And uh, so I, my wife and I went and we're like, hey, we used to play this. So let's play again. Like, well, we have leagues. Why don't you join the league? So it became like a date night thing for us where we go join the league and play once a week. And uh, it, it was a little bit of an older uh, demographic that was playing. But that has changed over the last several years. And it, it is a workout at times. It's, it's great fun. And it's, you know, all skill levels can really play. But um, it, it just gives everybody a chance to do something inside and outdoors with a smaller space. Um, and it doesn't have to be a specialty thing. It, it could just be fun. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Well, that's that's great. Thanks for sharing. So, Cody, thanks for joining me today. I think you've given some great advice, hopefully attracting other young people into our industry. To your point, we need them. Um, the, you know, the investing public needs financial professionals that they can trust who do have a passion for this business. There's a lot of them in, in older generations, but we need to we need to continue fostering that into the younger generations. And I think you just did a great job at it. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. I greatly appreciate it. Thanks for being on the team, and I will see you soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Amy. Thank you for tuning in to Cambridge Stronger. I invite you to listen to my podcast episodes where I have candid conversations with genuine, inspirational financial professionals and leaders within this fiercely independent financial services industry. The best of the best, the strongest of the strongest. You can listen to my podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and the Podbean app. If you like what you've heard, please give us a review and head on over to our blog for more content at cambridgestronger.com. That's cambridgestronger.com. We are Cambridge Stronger.